Hi, everyone. This is Emmy Arnold. Welcome to the Glenwood Table podcast, where we're reimagining faith together in the 21st century. This is a place where all people are welcome and all questions are sacred. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that's both ancient and super relevant, creeds that tell us something about what we believe. I am 10 days away at this point from being ordained as a teaching elder in the Presbyterian Church USA. The fancy word teaching elder is reverend, basically, and I'm so excited. Um, I won't be serving as a pastor. I'll continue serving in my children's ministry at the hospital, and that is the place that I feel most called, and yet I'm going to have this title that is so special and so incredibly important. And I'm just so honored by it. And as part of my ordination process, I needed to write a creed that was sort of based on the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father, I believe in Jesus Christ, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Um, And I got to make it my own. And so I got to play with the language a little bit both joining the ancient church parents and also joining people in a modern quest for meeting. And so I thought it might be fun to share that statement of faith with y'all and then invite you to explore a little bit about where creeds came from and also what you might believe and how this opportunity might be a cool one for you to solidify in your mind some of your understandings of your beliefs today and i'm talking about today because in 10 years i may look at that statement of faith and say boy i believe something really different now and yet i believe that the core of it will still be similar and so i'm curious to learn along with you what your core is and let's get started You can find a template for creating your own creed in a Google Doc that's attached to the description or just through the bullet points in the description. If you've had a chance to listen to my interview with Lance back when we were just starting the podcast, you know that I didn't grow up as a person of faith. I didn't go to church. I didn't go to temple. I didn't go to anything. And I was a pretty staunch atheist until I was about 19 when I became agnostic and started exploring. And so I still think it's hilarious that I'm going to be a reverend and that I sat down and wrote my own creed, or as they're called in the Presbyterian Church, confessions. One of the reasons that I joined the Presbyterian Church after waiting in the evangelical world in the South for a while is that I felt like the Presbyterians were both quite progressive, but also connected with their history. And the Book of Confessions was one of those things that showed me how important history is to the Presbyterians. And I want to share a little bit about what confessions are. And so the Presbyterian Church has 11 different confessions, and they are basically statements of what it is that Christians believe in general for that time period. And these creeds didn't just come out of nowhere. 
they came from moments when it felt like the faith was about to split or there was a misunderstanding that was really putting the understanding of Jesus's gospel at risk of the gospel of love, the gospel of goodness, the gospel of grace. And so there are many different times throughout church history that people have needed to gather to say, what is it that we believe? In the same way that the Presbyterians had to gather and say, what is it that we believe about the queer community? Should they be able to marry? Should they be able to serve as reverence? And thankfully the answer became yes. But people have met throughout the history of the church to talk about important issues that were about to split people or were splitting people. And so the Book of Confessions sort of represent orthodoxy in each age, or orthodoxy means correct belief. That doesn't mean you have to believe every single thing they say, but this is what represented Christian faith at that time. And other religions have kind of similar things. But I'm talking specifically about Christianity right now. And a few confessions that interest me the most are the ones that have been written in uh, since the 1930s. And so, for example, when Hitler was rising to power in Germany and many German churches were becoming state-run, that is, they were proclaiming the gospel of a very strong Jesus, a Jesus who liked war, a Jesus who believed in quote unquote, the natural order of things, which was some people are good and some people are less good and some people are worth being in God's image and some people aren't, which means that you can do terrible things to them. And so some of the theologians at the time gathered to create the theological declaration of Barman, which basically says anything that precludes the gospel from reaching all people is apostasy and is a shame to the church. And the church is not property of the state, but property of God. And we will not bend to the will of someone who is evil. And then we have the Confession of 1967, which came after the Voting Rights Act in the United States that said that segregation is against God's will because God created all people. And then we have the Confession of Belhar, which was written in South Africa, which said that apartheid is a stench to God, and apartheid is the opposite of God's gospel of liberation and freedom. And so these are three examples of when the world was splitting and some Christians were saying yes to liberation and some Christians were on the side of the oppressor, to gather together and to say, either in the moment or afterward, this is what it means to be a person of faith. This is the goodness about which we are talking. This is the good news. And again, it doesn't mean that you believe every single statement. Some of the older ones have language about God that I'm not sure I believe, or language about hell that I'm not sure I believe. And yet, as a Presbyterian, they're part of how I understand the faith because I see myself as an inheritor of this faith that has undergone change and undergone challenge and undergone deep hope for what it could represent. Moving away from slaveholders to the liberation of slaves, moving away from hatred to love unbounded, 
And so in that spirit, potential reverends in the Presbyterian church are asked to write a one-page faith statement that's similar to the Apostles' Creed. And so I'll share mine now and invite you to consider what are some of the moments in your life where your faith shifted and what do you believe now? This is Emily Arnold's Statement of Faith in July of 2021. I believe in a God who has so much love that a universe was born of it. We enjoy God and creation through each member of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God the Father and Creator is the first member of the Godhead. God reaches out to human beings and allows them freedom in receiving this love. God is intimate and makes all creation new again. I believe that we have damaged our bonds with God. In the second creation narrative, the first two people followed the voice of evil rather than the God who had created them. Their relationships with God and each other were divided. We have followed in their footsteps in oppressive systems and actions that elevate some and crush others. God the Father sent Jesus Christ to be the world's bridge builder and heart restorer. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only son and second member of the Godhead. He came to earth in a divine and human body and lived, loved, served, died, and rose again for humankind's salvation. He reconciled all people to God on the cross, atoning for our sins and proving that hatred would not overpower love. He ministered to people who were on the margins, invited ruling figures to new understandings of power, and cleansed, forgave, and offered everything for his friends and adversaries. He is the one who sustains the church. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Godhead, who goes where she will, bringing God's love to desperate places, justice to unjust places, wholeness to broken places, and renewal to places of death. She offers discernment and hope to those who desire God's guidance. She helps us to pray by translating our pain confusion, and joy so we can communicate more fully with God. I believe that the two sacraments of the Presbyterian Church, baptism and communion, are outward signs of inward grace. Baptism is a public declaration of God's love upon humankind. It serves to build beloved community on earth and bestows upon us our true identities, beloved children of God. Communion is bread and cup for the journey. It is a reminder of God's sustaining manna, as well as Jesus' broken body and blood. It unites people in the name of Jesus Christ. The church's mission of spreading God's love is bolstered by these sacraments. 
I believe that the Holy Scriptures are a unique and authoritative way to understand and love God through a lifetime of discipleship. Authors of growing faith communities came together over a thousand years to share their stories of God and what God had done for them. We connect with the saints' stories of stumbling and rising, discern God's movements in the past and present, and join in imagining what God longs for in the future. I believe that the Church Universal is an amalgam of global communities that seek God's face. The mission of the church is to share and live the gospel, and Christ empowers us to do this. Within church communities, Christians live a life of discipleship. To be a disciple is to do justice and walk humbly with God, invite others into the same restorative relationship by loving without exception, and participate in God's reformation of broken systems. I believe that the hope of creation in Jesus Christ is an unbroken promise that leads all humankind toward God's original vision. There is a future in heaven that holds no more pain or injustice. All things return to what they were supposed to be. God's loving kindness will join all people together again. The kingdom of God is not a distant future. We are called to bring it closer to earth with our words and actions. The love of the kingdom of God wins. Many of us at Glenwood Table are both constructing our faith and deconstructing things that used to be part of what we believed. What is it that you believe today? And what is it that you want to leave behind? What have you left behind? What are you still grappling with? And what liberatory thing can fill its place? What is it that you believe today, beloved friend? We are so curious to see what it is that you believe and whether you tell anyone what it is or you go through this process of trying to figure out your own creed, your own confession with a trusted friend in the faith. We hope that it is a meaningful experience to explore what it is that feeds your soul and what it is that needs to be rooted out in order to make more space for God's love. Until next time, dear ones, may you know that you are loved and you are enough.